0: In the words of that one dude from a goofy movie. Talk
1: to me, talk to me, baby!
0: in Minnesota which we haven't had in a hot minute this is our big screen scares number five to talk about mm. talk to me and as always i am anya
1: hi i'm alex and we are joined by our favorite guest no shade to everybody else cornelia hi i fully intend to throw shade and thank you for having me back <laughs> so soon too
0: twice in a summer i know well i mean girl you are an honorary girl card be horror. i mean you're you're grandfathered in at this point. Oh, thank
2: God. My legacy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it lives on. Although there's no incest in this, in this movie. Yeah. I'm sure she it, didn't non- find something.
2: Yeah. Nonetheless, it awo- it reminded me a lot of my past and <laughs> my <laughs> mistakes. God.
0: Speaking of legacy. We're about to get into some shit. Um, but yeah. So we're here to talk about Talk to Me for a little mini-sode um, because it's the biggest horror movie of the year it's the horror movie of the summer and as of today actually it just surpassed hereditary as the highest grossing oh. horror film domestically for age 24 so to wow. it is eating these hoes up <laughs> um but yeah we've all seen it cornelia as always overprepared has actually seen it twice in theaters um but I feel like I bring a special background because I'm familiar with uh, Raka Raka, which is my oh. brother duo um, from YouTube back mm-hmm. in the day. I mean, they're still on YouTube, but I used to watch them occasionally back in the day. So I can bring that expertise. Oh, thank God. Um, yes, um, I'm really highly educated on their crazy Ronald McDonald videos that in many ways make complete sense of how they got here. Someone I'm mentioned
2: that apparently some of those videos have like eighty million views or something obscene.
0: Where, like, oh, how? Yeah, well, they have like, though. I mean, they're huge on YouTube. They're like huge Australian YouTubers. Um, that I didn't. I never was like huge into them, but like I followed them and I would like watch their videos occasionally because their whole thing was like they would just do crazy shit like it was kind of like their version of jackass to a certain degree like they do a bunch of like stunt work like it was all staged but it was like really doing physical stunts and I think their biggest bit was like one of them dressing up as this like psycho looking Ronald McDonald and he would like do a little voice like this like and there's 50 of these videos like, 50 of them. And, like, he will go as far as, like, beating the shit out of children in them. Jesus, like, gunning people me down. Up. But No, literally. Alex, Alex is like, give me the link right now. <laughs> um, but, and I and the thing is, like, and they definitely have become, like, highly, like, memed. Like, there's definitely, like, clips from those videos of, like, him as Ronald, like, mm-hmm. just, like, screaming that, like, people use as, like, reaction videos to things now, which I'm sure has only, like, heightened the views, but... Yeah, that I think, in a weird way, that's what they're mainly known for, is those Ronald McDonald videos. No Grimace, though. No Grimace, sadly. Although, I would love if they came back. I would, I would love if they made a fucking Grimace horror movie. Girl, <laughs> they're opening night. The <laughs> oh my god. Um, I just do the talk to me hand, and I just see Grimace. <laughs> Anya, you need to let go of the talk to me hand. <laughs> what did they say? I let you in. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, anyways, stay on topic. Um, we're also all here because we were all fans of the movie, um, and what an experience it was. I mean, Cornelia and I, with uh, an, another friend, Roberto, um, saw this together, I and then I believe she went alone on her second viewing, and Alex, did you see it with Greg? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We saw nice. a 10 a.m. show, because we're, we're adults, and I love a matinee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really set the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, does anybody have strong thoughts or feelings they want to get out of the gate about the movie? I'm jealous that you saw it twice because I really wanted
1: to, I mean, honestly, when the credits hit, I was like, I want to watch that again because I just like really, really enjoyed it. I feel like even though I love a remake and I love a sequel, I feel like this was the most original thing I've seen in a long time where I was like, I've really never seen a horror movie quite like this one. And I think done in other hands it could have been really silly and dumb especially with all of the the ghosts that you see I think a lot of those have the potential to be fucking really cringy and just like loud jump scare but the makeup was really effective all of the acting was so good The, the one spirit that like I can't stop thinking about is when she oh this is a spoiler filled episode also by the way just to As per
0: throw that all. out. We're encouraging you to go see it in yeah. the theaters and then come yeah. listen to the rest. But there's
1: a that one spirit when she's, the main character is in bed with her best friend's boyfriend and they're sleeping and she yes. sees the spirit in the corner of the room who starts crawling towards her. And it's so scary, mm-hmm. but there's like this sadness and this like desperation in the, the woman's eyes. And I mean, I, maybe she's just desperately horny that we learn, but like- <laughs> i just feel like it's such a like a sad tragic moment of this like woman like reaching out to her while also being really fucking scary and i think that could have been done so badly in a lot of different people's hands and it was so effective i went in i mean i know
2: that this was a really highly anticipated movie and i I remember we saw the trailer quite a few times this past summer and maybe i'm like a dummy but I feel like from the trailer, it was kind of hard to get a grasp on like what it was about besides like kids doing like I thought it was going to be like a viral like meme mm. challenge kind of thing that turns spooky, which is not mm. really up my alley. And in a way, that's kind of what it is. But um, I was really pleasantly surprised by it. Um, it reminded me of not so much uh, in some ways it reminded me a lot of It Follows, which is a movie yes, that I really love. Should. Um, that kind of, like, teen yeah. urban legend. Like, don't have casual sex. Don't do drugs. Like, that kind of forewarning. But obviously there's a lot of, like, the fear comes from, from like, possession or a demon or an entity. Um, so, uh, love, love that that's what it ended up being. Um, and, yeah, I saw it twice. It reminded me a lot of i don't know if, how much i want to go into it i think what i love the most about it because i think scream comes up a lot in this in your in your camp this is a mm-hmm. big scream house we love scream i think that like a really mm-hmm. effective horror movie about teenagers like if you took away the horror element and like just repopulated the movie with those characters or whatever they're dealing with it would still be a watchable story i mm-hmm. think that is really true for Scream. And I think like this movie was effective in that way as well. Um, Just that, that feeling of like, if you're someone who either knows people that are a little too quick to try things they shouldn't, or if you're one of those people and like that feeling of, like, I don't want to die at this party, or I don't want to watch someone <laughs> die at this party. If that is, like, a thought that has ever <laughs> occurred to you, that whole feeling becomes the horror movie. And that is, I think, was my favorite part about it. I thought it was fantastic.
0: And it's great that you bring up the urban legend thing, because I know that the directors, um, Michael and Danny Philippo, who we haven't actually said their name, mm-hmm. that is who is the director's rock a rock team. team um, they were saying that, like, a huge part and inspiration for this was, like, wanting to essentially make their own, like, urban legend mm-hmm. thing, especially, I think, in modern times because they were, like, you know, we're trying to make our own Bloody Mary because the thing is, like, if Bloody Mary was, like, real, mm-hmm. you know, every bitch on TikTok would be making a Bloody Mary TikTok trying to see what happens and, like, trying to get a ghost on camera or whatever We're like – obviously like kind of like your Cornelia is saying like there is definitely like that sense of like the viralness to it but it's also self-contained within this because of the fact that there's only as far as we know Mm -hmm. one hand although they do allude to maybe there's a second hand which there has been confirmed uh talk to me too is in the works um but it's like but it is that viral thing of like you know they keep posting everybody doing it on uh fucking snapchat every fucking night Mm -hmm. so it's like everybody in the town in the circle and I think that is an experience that most people, whether you went to those parties or not, like know from like high school or whatever, where like those groups of people. And like, I just like, there's that weird thing about, like, I do think about in high school sometimes where it's like, you did kind of know to a certain degree, like everybody's business. Like, even if it wasn't friend groups Mm -hmm. that I was involved in, like, and I think especially within the age of social media, um, like, Yeah, it was, like, the Snapchat or the Instagram or whatever the fuck, like, always seeing and, like, I guess being able to privately judge other people what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But And then, yeah, you can take it a step further. And, like, if you were somebody that, like, was, like, I need to be a part of that or I want to be a part of that or, like, I want to try and, like, kind of the dark path that can lead you down. Um, But something interesting they also had said in an interview I watched was that the hand is supposed to be a physical representation of connection which in many ways is what the movie is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, with especially with Mia because of the loss of her mom, and then there's the whole thing where like her best friend, and like she's kind of you know using all her time on her boyfriend, and just like wanting that connection. And then you made me think of it, Alex, when you talked about that spirit in the one in the toe sucking scene, Lord mm-hmm. of Mercy. <laughs> um, the, the like sadness in her eyes or whatever pre all of that, where then I think they bring that back really well and really effectively in like the, the very end once, spoiler again, like Mia has died mm-hmm. and she's stuck in that like limbo place that all those other spirits are where it's like – and you see her in there and you're like, that is horrifying. That is so scary to be all alone. You cannot reach out to anybody so that when she gets summoned by the talk to me hand – you like, you already know that feeling of being like, I would want, yeah. Oh my God. A human being again, a human connection, Mm -hmm. living entities to talk to like that immediate desire to like make that connection with them. So it's kind of this like really fucked up, dark, full circle thing going on. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And I love that they, I love that they went with a dark ending. I feel like it's so Mm -hmm. easy to just like wrap everything up and be like, Oh, we got rid of the hand or we, you know, like, in the ring where you're like, oh, well, I, I made a new videotape. So, like, it continues, but I'm okay. And, like, no. No, she got fucking got. She fell for it. She thought it was her fucking mom. She got got. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, And I love the hand. I think it's going to be, like, in every fucking spirit Halloween this season. It better be. Because <laughs> I need one immediately. Um,
0: I think A24 is already selling, like, good. paperweight fucking like, hands <laughs> like, or whatever. whatever. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I also felt like, in addition to like the practical, like makeup on the actual dead people, there were some moments that genuinely like made my skin crawl. And like Mm -hmm. the one that immediately stands out to me is when let me find his name. um,
0: When Riley,
1: the little brother, does it for the first time after his like no, 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 don't do it, and he's. Like slamming his head viciously, very like uh, hereditary esque, mm-hmm. like slamming her head against the attic uh, door, and it's like fine. But then when he fucking lifts his head up and then just like grabs his bear <laughs> oh I know and tries to pull his bare eyeball out of his head, I was squirming. It was st- uh horrible and great at the same time.
0: Roberto was sat next to me, he was sat in between me and Cornelia, and when that moment happened, simultaneously both of us hiked our knees up so fast, I thought we were gonna, like, bust our fucking teeth into our mouths, I was like, no! (laughs) It was sad, in the best way.
2: Yeah, I love how, it is, like, a pretty gnarly movie, and especially, like, you're talking about the sadness, which I, I, I think for, for, like, And I get really hung up on this. Like, Anya, we see a lot of movies together and I cherish those outings, but a lot of times when we see, like, oh, I don't know, like, The Boogeyman or something, or, like, Smile was fun in its own way, but, like, this tendency that it would seem like horror movies today have to, like, really whack you over the head with, like, do you get it? The trauma is the horror. I'm like, no, no, yeah, I I got it. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But the way that... Like, uh, like obviously, our main character, Mia, like, her mom has passed away. And, like, the way she's dealing with it is, like, going to these parties and, like, getting high off possession. But, like, it's it never, like, dwells on the trauma, which I think is kind of the easy way out. It's very much the grief. And Alex, you said mm-hmm. something about how, like, how sad all of these, like, some of these ghosts look. And I think that that's almost i guess it might be a rarity but it always stands out to me when people choose to make ghost movies like sad because in theory like yes ghosts you if you choose to look at them this way like are pretty fucking sad (laughs) um and uh like um i don't know there's this japanese movie called pulse where it's -hmm. kind of the same thing where it's like these people are lonely they're trapped they're sad um And I don't know, I I think it's, it's special to have a horror movie that like genuinely is a bummer. Um, Mm. Along with, like, you want the kids to have fun and the kids are just,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's hard to
1: have fun right now. (laughs) Yeah, I think it adds a lot of nuance because I think it's really easy to just be like, oh, we're going to make the dead person super scary and like decrepit and horrifying. And like, yeah. I'm sure seeing a ghost would be fucking terrifying, but, like, if you add that extra level of, like, this is a ghost who is suffering and is scared and confused on top of the fact that, like, yeah, it's scary to have a ghost here, that adds just, like, so much more nuance to the film.
0: Yeah, and, and going off what you were saying, Cornelia, especially when you're talking about, like, oh, like, the kids are having fun or whatever, or like, there's one scene in particular, and it's, um I think it's when they, it's the second time that Mia does it, when, like, they, they come over to her house personally, and it's just, like, the small group, mm-hmm. and they're, like, playing this song, and they're all, and it's just, like, the montage of all of them doing it, and you're just, like, you know it's gonna go bad, but you're, like, they're having so much fun! I'm having fun! Um, That's my favorite and, just real quick
2: that's my other favorite part about like the horror genre like I love it when whatever is scary is also like really doing it for someone like if someone's (laughs) having a ball even though you're like no 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 you don't want to do this I love that that's so special
0: but I think ultimately a huge part of what works beyond what you're saying too about like it doesn't focus on like the trauma but more on like the grief like post trauma um, is the fact that these characters to me and i think it's something that is rare to find and i'm sure it's also hard to do um is making your young teen characters act and talk like actual Mm -hmm. teenagers and while i'm technically not a teenager i feel like a 26 year old teenager um i'm sure it helps again thank you um, it's because I'm always like sending you messages like this adult man talked to me today and I'm talking about like, literally a 25 year old man and it's like girl what are we doing um, but anyways um, yeah and I think that helps a lot because like for better or for worse even if you don't like the character and you're like whatever da 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 like I, there's always something to be said in any movie but I think especially in horror for when people feel real mm-hmm. and that's why I feel like I'm always personally a fan of, like, one of the big things for me in a movie is, like, if the, specifically the dialogue, if it's written in a way where I feel like somebody could say that, somebody does talk that way or whatever, Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong, I do, like, stylized dialogue at at times in the right moments, for sure, but a a lot of the times I think, like, either people just write dialogue really bad or people try really hard to make stylized dialogue, and it's, like, girl, enough. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciated that here because I think, Ultimately, if like it did not feel like these kids were talking like normal kids do, the scares are still scary. But like it really would have like lessened this a lot for me. It's
2: very lived into. I feel like at the point that you enter
0: the movie, it
2: already feels like these people Mm -hmm. have been living their lives and like difficulties have already kind of built up. And Mm -hmm. it's just this like speculative element of the hand that comes and like exacerbates a lot of it.
1: Yeah, and I think the opening sequence is, like, very effective, too, because it opens on a party scene with two characters who, like, one of them dies at the end of the opening scene, and then you only interact with the other one one more time later on. But, like, it just immediately immerses you into the world that they're in and how, like, chaotic everything has become because of this hand. And, you know, the violence that comes right before the opening credits is, like, very unexpected, um yeah and it like really sets the tone well and I think I, I feel like they had said that they already shot a second film like very like Ty West I was style bring
0: that up. yeah where
1: I, it's uh um, it's it's a prequel about yeah Duckett. I thought his name was Duncan the whole time but it's Duckett um
0: Australia maybe that's an Australian yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but um
1: yeah I, I guess the the second film gonna come out is about Duckett's experience which i'm assuming will lead up to the party scene that opens the film which i think is really cool and then i'm assuming i think they're doing a third one probably worth picking up with mia very you know
0: extra. well have they said they're going to release the thing that they prequeled? i, bet, like, I is was, that what they're technically going to do is talk to me too i'm or? not sure
1: when i looked on imdb they only had an upcoming pre-production of talk to me but i had mm-hmm. also heard that they had already filmed a second one yes, at the same I'm time. So I'm, I, it might be a situation where, like, it's Talk to Me and then, like, a prequel and then Talk to Me. I'm not, I'm not sure, though.
2: Or they could mm. do a third installment called Talk to Three, which sounds Ooh. bad.
0: <laughs> and then they just do a final installment called Talk to Grimace. <laughs> Grimace to Me. I mean, you know, we make jokes about that, but, like, it comes back to, like, what they were saying where, like, I mean, like, with the Grimace shake trend yeah. of like once again like obviously like that was not real but like at the same time it is just like wait it wasn't <laughs> cornelia i hate to tell you this um grimace is standing right behind you, <laughs> <I believe> you. <laughs> um but like and then it, it like i remember literally it was like i saw one grimace shake talk like tiktok one day and then the next fucking day every motherfucking account whether it was a horror like everybody did it everybody fucking did it yeah which, you know, I can't even go down that rabbit hole because then there was, like, all alternative um, TikToks where people were, like, Grimace is actually really sad about this. <laughs> and, like, they were, like, doing little cute cartoons of Grimace, like, crying <laughs> about his birthday being ruined. And I was, like, stop <laughs> it. And they're, like, Grimace's mom used to always get milkshakes with him before she died. And I was, like, I hate all of you. Um, Anyways, but I'll just say, like, yeah, like, that viral thing of, like, you see somebody doing it, and it's like, well, I need to do it. Like, I want to do it, especially now in, like, kind of the, like, fucked way that, every, like, the youth is obsessed. Not even the youth, girl. Everybody is obsessed with, like, getting likes on mm-hmm. things and, like, that being a validating, like, da 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 Like, I, had to fuck, I fucking turned my goddamn Instagram likes off on my posts. I turned them off now because I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to see that part, i don't even want you to tell me the number
2: that part almost stressed me out about the movie at least because i saw it twice and it holds up on rewatch i i think my reaction second time around was i was more fixating on like god this is like a really sad story kind of at the end of the day but i mm. i respect it um but i remember when we first saw it like that was almost stressing me out more than like the possession part the fact that everyone was filming it <laughs> um yeah i'm just like if like Cause I, I was, I didn't know at the time if that was going to come into the story where it's like, you're going to get in trouble because these, this experience lives on digitally. Um, and thinking about like, God, like the stuff that I'm acting like I like murdered someone in high school. Um, and you don't know that I didn't, but if that ended up on the internet, I would love you still. (laughs) Look, I was a kid and I made mistakes. (laughs) Um. But the thought, like, there's certain things from, like, God. I'm glad that, like, Instagram came out, like, maybe when I was in high school. Like, so many things, just
1: yeah. I didn't have as I didn't many get Instagram avenues. College,
2: and you're fucking better for it. Just there's so many avenues now to like embarrass yourself.
0: <laughs> not even oh. get
2: possessed. Just embarrass yourself.
0: Like, I, I can't even tell you. And once again, I'm also acting like I've posted like insane shit. I have not. But like, I was in middle school. I was in high school. I was dumb. I was cringy. I was, you know, growth still had to happen and it's still happening the amount of instagram posts i have deleted i oh, have man. archived you know what thank fucking christ that fucking like throwback shit i was the first year they did that oh my god bitch yeah. every day i was on there i was like delete delete <laughs> from four no one's ever gonna see this again i think sometimes though about I'm like i'm like what comments have i made on other people's
2: posts that <laughs> it's, I harrowing. To? it's so harrowing oh my god
0: but I remember we talked about it after we got in the movie because specifically that goddamn scene, and they kind of play it up too when he the one the boyfriend yeah. g- gets possessed, and the dog is like f- like making out with him, yeah. and and then of course he comes too, and they've all been filming it, and he's mortified, mm-hmm. and like he's mortified because obviously they all this, and I remember saying to them after I got the movie, I was like, yeah, if I was in high school and there was a video going around of somebody presumably like probably really drunk making out with a dog, and everyone sent it around, Ugh. done. They'd be fucking done. their quote unquote their life would be over. Like the bullying would be obscene. Like, and it's just the sick world yeah. in general of like high school where you feel like it's ERB eat eaten, mm-hmm. sadly, a lot of the time. But like, oh my God, yeah. It is it is scary when you think about like the digital footprint of it all.
2: And I think I'm glad that's not the avenue it took, but I I give it a lot of credit just for like giving you that part of it and then like letting yourself kind of reel out over the idea of it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah well i think it adds it goes into the whole like genuine natural dialogue too because like that is what they would be doing this if this was a thing that was really happening like it would be all over everyone's social all the time
0: and i kind of also like when i think about it because remember when it happened in the movie i was like i didn't dislike it but i was like oh okay But, like, the two friends, forgive me for not remembering their names, but essentially the two people that, like, had the hand that brought it over, there's, like, a scene, like, later on in the movie when, like, shit has hit the fan, I believe Riley's in the hospital at this point, and they, like, meet up at, like, a train station, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of, like, this final, like, I believe it's when they give Mia the hand, and it's, like, this final, like, do what you gotta do, and they leave, and they exit the movie, and it's over for them, like, they're just, like, and you know what, in a different movie, Or whatever, like, it would be like, no, you were all there when the bad thing happened, so one by one you're going to get picked off. And there might be a version of that movie that would be fun and good, but, like, I almost appreciate that they were like, no, it's about Mia, Mm -hmm. because Mia fucked up, Mia went too far, they're feasting on her grief and her whatever, where it wouldn't make sense for these other people to then like get killed or whatever unless they all simultaneously in that room or like latched onto the hand doing some shit Mm -hmm. um but yeah like i kind of liked that it was like and now they're gone because they were kind of like tertiary friends to begin with and like why would they be involved with the inner and i was like yeah makes sense that makes a lot of sense yeah, they served their
1: purpose and that was it. And I do think I wanted to bring up something about one of those characters um, because I don't think it should be anything that's like, oh my God, congratulations, good job. But I thought it was very nice that they included a non-binary character without making note that they were non-binary. They just referred to Haley as they a few times, like early on. And then that was it. And I was like, great. And that's how you fucking do it. And that's how you write a good script. Like you don't. And the thing about it is
0: me. I didn't even... I love that you brought that up because I didn't even realize mm-hmm. until like on Twitter, and then I saw somebody like posting mm-hmm. about it, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's great," and and that's the thing to do. And like I know we brought up Scream earlier on Peace and Love to Scream, but like you know <laughs> in Scream Six or whatever with what's her name, I was just talking about someone again with somebody the other day where it's like have the lesbian character have the gay character have the nightmare like literally yeah those people exist like the idea that like they don't exist at all in movies up until this point is fucked but like the overcorrection of being like so every item of clothing in her wardrobe must be i love to eat pussy or like some shit and it's like can we relax like i get it i know she's a lesbian like you don't have to keep reminding me now it feels like you're like yeah like gold give me a gold star like hey guys Look at my yeah, lesbian it's, character. It's the whole like, thing of like, oh, straight is the
1: default. So if it's anything other than straight, then we have to like make it known and like, you know, beat it over the head so that you yeah. get it. And it's like, no, you don't have to do that because there is no fucking default.
2: It's our second genderqueer demon summoning character of the year as far as I know. We yeah, also I think that might have been the tweet Dead I Rise. saw <laughs> Who was the other yes. one? Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise. The oldest oh. kid. Yes, yes, yes. Who I think was trans mask, but I that might not be the i case. believe you're correct
0: um yeah um but something else that i read because i mean we keep talking about mia obviously because she's mm-hmm. the lead but the actress um her name is sophie wild she's great I she, yeah, i've never her seen her in anything else in movie. she was phenomenal and once again, the directors were talking about her and saying like, how great she was, and they fought really hard for her. They fought so hard, because she's not, like, a name. Mm-hmm. She's not, like, a big name. They lost a million dollars in budget. Why? Taking her on. Whoa. Because I guess, like, whoever, I don't know, I don't really, I, they didn't go into detail. Mm-hmm. They were literally said the million dollar things. They're like, I don't know if I should have said that. Um, but, um, Because I'm sure it doesn't make her feel good to be like, we lost money on was you. you
1: but- do you think it was a situation where, like, somebody was, like, contributing money as a producer, and they wanted, like, a certain actress probably, probably. And then yeah i'm like well, not like... gonna contribute
2: she's credited as a producer i'm pretty sure oh on the movie at least i feel like i caught that when i saw oh, it uh this past weekend
1: i have the IMTB up i'll check
2: yeah stellar mom character though i really
1: oh she was so good
2: because she yeah. she like plays it cool but you can tell that she like means business at the same oh, i yeah. feel like i'm always yeah. on here talking about like some demented mom character but i really do love when you have a contemporary mom that you're like i like her like if this is my friend's mom like i
1: there, would hope we'd be friends oh, yeah.
0: there was a sophie with the Wild, ongoing but... bit when she was like
1: no keep going i was gonna say there's a sophie green bit as a producer but no sophie
0: wilde hmm. i could be mm. wrong but the mom i mean the 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 running bit of her being like yeah so tell me about the party tonight and then being like there's no party like it's really funny but i think once again and she plays it so real too Mm -hmm. and like yeah she plays that mom you're like oh my god i would love this friend's mom and obviously you can see mia like really gravitating toward her because obviously her own mom is dead Mm -hmm. and she clearly has like a strained relationship with her father now um But – and then it's why it's extra devastating when, like, you know, because she sees her best friend's family, like, as her, like, surrogate family, that, like, something happens to – Riley is the little Mm -hmm. brother's name right Mm -hmm. something happens to Riley and that's and she feels guilty for it and whatever um and she gets blamed and so of course like the mom then kind of immediately shuns her and is like at the end of the day like this is my real family and she's kind of outcast and then later there's this like it's like nice but it's sad because like the mom is like oh like I, I know what happened like you didn't give him drugs like You know, it was so wrong of me where you're, like, happy for her that, like, oh, like, she's, like, being forgiven and she's being brought back in. But you also, like, know that it's just, like, how quickly she was, like, thrown out of that, like, family where it's just, like, ever since her mom – And I think it really plays into that, like, ever since her mom has passed, she feels like she does not have the security of, like, having that one person in her life who, like, no matter what will love her, no matter what will not leave her. Because even her best friend – let me fucking say this. Her best friend – a lot of the movie, I feel like, is not a good friend. Like, at the beginning of the movie, like, she's kind of very, like, like I don't know, like, actually, like she doesn't want to be around her, like, is more obsessed with her boyfriend. There's, like, a scene when they go to the first party where she, like, Mia is literally just there, just, like, chilling. She's not being weird or anything. And I can't remember the exact comment she makes, but she makes a comment to her. She's like, oh, if you, like, tried or whatever to, like, whatever. And I was like, girl, what? And the only part of the movie when I feel like she is justified is, like, when essentially like the shit with her brother happens Mm -hmm. and like it's like that's when she's finally like i'm like no i agree with her when she's like do not let him do the hand like yeah because if it was me and it was bridget or my little sibling like i'd be like i don't give a fuck how much they want to do it if i fucking catch you letting them do it we're done
2: i i didn't have like a Verse reaction to her I she didn't really read as a bad friend to me so much as she read to me as like your friend that has a boyfriend <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. a little um like has her priorities they're now different because I think maybe I was paying attention more a second time around but they really did seem like maybe they're not close in the present but I definitely got the feeling that they were close at, like immediately before this or before Daniel, the boyfriend like got involved. Um, yeah. And she is, she is kind of playing the same role that her mom is playing where it's just kind of like, Hey, can we at least like, if you drink, I'll kill you kind of thing. But Jade, the sister, the friend slash sister, definitely. She doesn't have any, ta- like she's such a wet blanket for a lot of it, but like watching it and knowing how things play out, I'm like ah, she's not wrong. Um, yeah. Yeah. You would hope have like a, a friend looking out for you like that. Yeah.
1: She just feels like your standard, like, teen girl honestly a lot of the time like she forgets to pick up her brother when it's like her responsibility and he like threatens to tell mom so she's like fine like you can come with me to like like hang out at this party like it's just very teen girl being preoccupied by like her new boyfriend who I'm sure that there's already like an inherent like envy a little bit because it seems like he had something in the past with her best friend and you know even mm. though it's over like I'm sure there's still some like territorial shit. Being a teen girl is fucking—it's not fun. I would not want to it's do it a again. Day. Um, there is a
2: line at the first party where Haley says to Jade, "Like, why did you bring her? Like, she kind yeah. of sucks about Mia." Um, yeah, which was kind of—I don't—that thing where we were talking about how like they seem real, they seem lived in, or it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so dynamics
1: are happening. <laughs>
2: yeah. I also think it's yeah. funny,
1: going back to what you were saying, Anya, about her mom. I think it's it's like a sad irony that when she finally, like, comes around and is like, oh, you know what? I was wrong. You were right. You weren't trying to hurt him. I'm so sorry. You're so happy that she's, like, realized the, her mistake and she's, like, apologizing. But at the same time, at that point in the film, Mia's ready to fucking kill Riley. And she's like, yep, well, I, I have to – oh, you're apologizing and you're telling me how much you trust me and love me? Great. Can I have a few seconds
0: with your son so I can kill him?
1: I don't I'm like girl
0: no <laughs> Well the thing about and that's the the one of the I mean the big dilemma too is like because that with the whole like ghost of her mom if it really is her mom mm-hmm. like manipulating her where like and I think it works well to like get in your head a little bit too where you're like what is true mm-hmm. because like the whole thing especially when they go back and they do that crazy fucking like he's in purgatory fleshy hell oh, yeah moment. Um, which is disturbed and great and then of course she's like being told like that's where he is Mm -hmm. and that's where he's gonna stay unless you kill him and free him from this which then you're like but then like there was like all these different layers because there was a whole thing of like if like you die once you've been like once you're like under the control of the hand like they keep your spirit so the whole time you're like should she kill him like i don't fucking know like would i do it but like also if she doesn't is he still suffering and like that's is that worse like it's just like they put her in this i mean i guess she puts herself in it but like she's placed in this horrible position of like uh, uh, any decision you make it's gonna haunt you and it's gonna be really bad and maybe it's
2: the obvious thing to do i i again a testament to how well i think the film is written and thought out like it's so well set up at the beginning cuz i think it's really hit or miss if you're going to do like a roadkill setup for like do Tell you, you put something mm-hmm. out of its misery like i think get out does it well i can't really think of anything else that does um mm-hmm. and i and the way that like the movie does play with that limbo of life and death, especially like, and it's like a sensitive subject, but the mother, the question of the mother and whether or not she committed suicide, like I thought that was really well done as something that like, if that's an experience that you have in your life, like, yeah, that will figuratively haunt you. Um, Like this question of like either why, or if somebody did something like that. Um, And another, another like lick of foreshadowing that, i really love is at the beginning when riley just to illustrate that he's a kid but also that limbo aspect is when he's hanging out with his friend who sells cigarettes it's like smoke the cigarette and he's like i don't think i want to and then wonders like does it give you cancer right away or like slowly give you cancer and then seeing Mm -hmm. where where riley ends up um you know I, i think they thought about it really well
1: Yeah, I was not happy that there was um, a roadkill scene. I was prepared. I forget who told me, Anya or my friend Christine, one of us. One of you told me, hey, heads up, there's a a kangaroo in the road. Um, But like, I'm okay with it when it serves the plot and when it is used for a purpose. And it was very much a foreshadowing of like, oh, look, she's not able to put something out of its misery because then she has to cause death to this living creature. She can't do it. By the end of the film, will she be able to do it with somebody who's close to her?
2: Mm, we'll see, would you have done the hand
1: at a party? Mm-hmm. The question. I think I would have done the hand. Yeah, I would have. I would have probably watched a few people do it first, and then I would have been like, I have to see if there's really a spirit. <laughs> but I also think that the moment I touch the hand, and I, because it's it's, I think that's also really effective. Is that the moment that they touch the hand, the spirit appears to them, whether we get to see it as the audience or not like it's immediate like they're no, they,
0: they have to say, talk to me they say
1: yes but then but then they have to then they look at it and then they have to say i let you in so i feel like i would yeah, get yeah, to the yeah. point where like i would put my hand on it and i would say talk to me and i would look at the spirit and i think that would be enough for me to be like oh, i just saw a ghost i'm done you know
0: i mean uh there's i mean Cornelia asked us this question in the car right home <laughs> after the movie <laughs> i mean i definitely and i think I, I might have brought it up to you and alex or said it something to you because i feel like i remember your answer as well of being like i would look at it but like i wouldn't do the whole thing that was what we're um said. oh maybe that's what i'm thinking of um but i just know i wouldn't do <laughs> Not it at all i I mean, in general, like I have never really given into peer pressure. I I don't drink, it, I don't smoke, I don't, and I'm surrounded by people that like to do it, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I, great, I don't really surround myself with people that would peer pressure me to do anything, um, because fuck that because behavior. We're um are adults. Yeah, um, but in general, like I never felt like I just never had that kind of FOMO of like, but everybody else is experiencing it. What about me? I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't give a fuck. Um, my peace of mind is much more important to me. And I think because it involves like the supernatural and the undead, even if it was like, girl, it's fine. If you just touch it and you, you just see it, it doesn't attach itself to you. We have a hundred percent proof. It doesn't, I do not care. Because I would just in my head, I'd be like, I'm going to be the one bitch that somehow is like, there's a 1.1.1.1, whatever the fuck percent chance that like, it might fuck you up just by touching it. And I'd be like, hey, you know what, girl, we're not going to find out with me. I'm not fucking touching that shit. I won't touch a Ouija board. I won't do any of that shit. And you know what, girl, if you were at that party, I'd be be in your ear like, girl, you know, the thing
1: is, I would do (laughs) it. And I would immediately regret it. Once I saw the ghost. But I want to see – see, it's that thing of like in the daytime wanting to see a ghost and then once the nighttime hits, I'm like, never mind. I'm actually good. I don't think I need that.
0: Yeah. I was totally joking before. (laughs) I just feel like I wouldn't even be at the party anymore. Like, the second I, I mean, if I knew they were doing it at the party, I would not go. And if I was at the party, like, it's just that thing of, like, the feeling of, like, it's going to attach itself to me. I was in the room. The energy was there. It's going to (laughs) latch itself onto me. It's like that shit in The Conjuring where it's, like, it's going to latch onto, like, the most susceptible, weakest soul. And it's like, girl, that's me. (laughs) I'm the weakest soul.
2: Yeah. I mean, for my, data would support that I would. I would let the ghost in like just I'm pretty sure if I knew what movie I was in, maybe not, but Mm. I don't know. I'm susceptible. And I also thought it was interesting how Mia in the movie, this just like completely a lot of elements of this movie tracked with like my experience and like relationships I've had and how people behave when they're grieving or really sad generally. But when she does the hand and is talking to Riley about it, like, that night she's like it was amazing it felt like a warm glow like it felt like i was in the passenger seat like this mm. girl that just wants to like let go a little bit um mm-hmm. part of me is like
1: yeah no i bet it did feel really great i think it's really beautiful that anya would want nothing to do with it i would do half the ceremony and you'd be like come on in <laughs> i and i don't mean that to be like well it's <laughs> like a cool crazy
2: artist person <laughs> but i'm like i don't know knowing I, I, I know I'm that I've, I'm weak-willed. What can I say? But <laughs> I would just also want to talk about it on a podcast in like six years. I'll be like, you know what? This is going to be hilarious to tell my coworker about making <laughs> coffee in like three years. This will be so
1: funny. <laughs> the only other thing that I briefly want to say is that it didn't bother me, but Greg was irrationally mad that Jade's ringtone was Crazy Frog. He was
0: like, what mm. year are we
1: in? Why is this happening? Why is she doing that? And I was like, because it's funny and it's cool. The raw audio too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It had to just be because it was funny, because once again the directors were like talking about that like in an interview, and apparently like to get the rights to that song is like so that's, hard. That's why they lost the million. By, like, <laughs> well, I, literally, it's like owned by like five different people like all around the world or some shit. So like their like music supervisor was like, "Does it have to be this song?" <laughs> and they're like, no, can it be,
1: like "Make no, a break, we need it." Has to frog. be crazy
0: frog. Well, I was waiting for them to be like, and it had to be crazy frog because <laughs> blah blah, and they just like did not address it. I was like okay
2: i wonder if it's just like a wink and a nod to like their youtube roots where it's just kind of like look we're just gonna keep growing and affecting generations like you thought this was gonna go away you're wrong
0: (laughs) I, i love that
2: um a very distinctly i'm glad we didn't dwell on how much it was similar to it follows but like I don't know. It Falls is very, like, aesthetically compelling to me. Like, I love the dream universe. Mm -hmm. I think the crazy frog of Talk to Me, like, firmly puts it in our reality. (laughs) Make no mistake. This is happening in your Australia. And
0: the internet. And did you know, Alex, Mm -hmm. that apparently South Australia, where this takes place, Mm -hmm. is the leading serial killer capital of the world? I did not know that. I would have thought, like, Seattle was the leading serial killer capital of the world. I did not know Australia.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, South Australia. I've seen some really gnarly Australian films um, about, yeah, like,
0: like
1: mm-hmm. killers. Up. So I, I can't be that surprised.
2: You're talking about Priscilla, Queen of the Desert?
1: I've actually not seen that.
2: <laughs> okay, never mind.
1: But you must now see. I
0: must. Well, on that note, because... We don't want to talk about the entire, you know, runtime. Go see it for yourself or go see it again like Cornelia did. Mm-hmm. But that is our big screen scares mini-sode on Talk To Me, directed by Michael and danny Philippo, um of rocka rocka it is great uh it is still in theaters um so even if you were like too afraid sometimes i know our listeners like to listen sometimes because they're too afraid to watch certain things but maybe this inspired you to go like be a big Mm. person big girl boy person um i I spoke getting an eyeball
1: almost ripped out of someone's head so (laughs) i don't know (laughs)
0: Don't you want to see that for yourself? Don't you want to see some demon toe sucking for yourself? I think it's yeah. very um,
2: affecting. Like I, I mean, we did cover a lot of it, but I think it is like, I, very, it's its own thing. It's such, it's a tone. Mm-hmm. It's not part of any franchise. Mm-hmm. I went in clean and like it rocked my world. But I really do think that like. If you're if you're looking to shake it up a little bit, I think it has a lot to offer. And
0: that's saying a lot, because Cornelia, I feel like it takes a lot, I feel like for especially for recent horror, to like really to really tickle her funny bone in that way. My bones. I mean, at risk of getting
2: banned, I will defend skinner Maybe not as a movie, but certainly as a contribution
1: to <laughs> at
0: risk of getting banned, she said. "Girl, okay. I'm
1: married to a skinner lover and That's something I I have to deal with every day of my life. Um, You know, I think that if I was not so easily prone to migraines and wanted to throw my shoe at the TV after the first five minutes, maybe I would have enjoyed it. Um, But I, I understand why people do. Yeah, I-, I, I Me mean, I like but... in
0: the theater. <laughs> yeah, I- just see Skinner ring And I was so fucking miserable. I started, like, trying on the Steve Madden shoes I had just bought to figure out if I needed to go change them for a different- I'm, like, in the back, like, rustling, like, going slowly, um, yeah. like, the tissue paper, like, zipping them So, Girl, I literally thought I was, like, I was, like, I would rather be lobotomized right now than keep watching this. Like, I was, like, it felt this unfortunate. Is in, like, to Marang, but... I is do that, Oh, I know, bitch.
2: I know. Oh, my God. A, d- a different- we're several months too late for that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'm a contrarian about certain things, but I think it, it was just like an effective, it was an effective movie. And um, sometimes those are hard to come by, especially
1: for a jaded babe like me. <laughs> mm. yeah, and I think if people are like sick of all of the franchises and the constant reiteration of films, this is a very fresh, new movie that i feel like i've never seen anything quite like it and you know i i went and not really having i don't think i watched the trailer at all because i feel like a lot of times it ruins the effects of it and it was fucking dope so
0: all right well That concludes Big Screen Scares number five. Talk to me. And as one final reminder before we leave, you can now vote for me in the official face of horror competition. Um, Just like our main episode that just came out, Ghoulies, the link to my profile where you can vote will be linked in the description of this episode. And you can vote once a day. And I really need those votes because, girl, This competition has like nine rounds to it. Um, And I got to make it through all of them. And just know that by voting for me, you're not only supporting one half of your favorite horror podcasting duo, but you are also supporting a woman in horror because the money will be going toward funding a feature length horror movie that I'm trying to make motherfuckers. (laughs) So help a bitch out. And as always, keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.